0: No Budget RC here. I am your host Eli, and you are listening to episode 25. Been a while since I've done a podcast. Uh, a lot has changed in my uh, RC hobby since uh, the last podcast. Uh, pretty much the only thing that remains the same is I still do have the Arma Creighton. I just love that vehicle. I don't think that vehicle will be going anywhere anytime soon. So I usually start off with what's new in my RC garage. Well, there's a whole lot of changes have been made in the RC Garage. The last episode I did, I was talking about the uh, new brushless system that I was putting in the RR-10 Bomber. So the RR-10 Bomber, I had dumped a lot of money into it. was doing the U4 rock racing, and I kind of lost interest in the U4 rock racing. Got to the point where it just wasn't that fun. I was dumping a lot of money into the bomber and finding that it really was not as uh, competitive as I thought it should be for the amount of money I'd put into it. I was trying to leave it where I could still rock crawl it. I actually ended up selling my sex 10 to put more money into the bomber. I and mean, had fully vanquished out axles, vanquished housings, you know, just tons of money. I mean, I, I probably had close to $400 just in the axles. There was nothing left stock about the axles. Had the uh, Vanquish trailing arms and the incision links and incision uh, motor mount and motor cam and I mean, just dumped a ton of money into that truck. And I came down to where I had to make a decision where either I made it a rock crawler or I made it a rock racer. It just I wasn't happy with the performance in either one. Trying to make it a dual-purpose vehicle. And at that point, I was like, "Okay, I think I'm gonna make it a rock crawler." Well, I'm not a big fan of two-two rock crawlers. I'm more of a one-nine scaler type. So at that point, I pulled all the electronics out of the bomber and traded it off for a pretty much bone stock SCX102. And uh, yeah, I took a pretty big loss. I mean, I traded it off. Like I said, I probably had four hundred dollars in those axles. And, uh, you know, I'm sure I, I got burned in the deal, but it's just the way I wanted to go. Um, got a fairly new scx 102 that was mostly stock, like I said. The couple upgrades the guy had done were not my choice of upgrades, so everything that he did has been changed out. With the exception of he did put metal gears in the transmission. That's the only thing I kept that he did to it. And uh, dumped quite a bit of money into that sense. Um, it was the ready to run Jeep Cherokee version. If any of you are familiar with that version, the Jeep Cherokee body looks good on there. It looked great. I was actually quite surprised. Like I liked it better looking at it in uh, person than I had looking at it online. Right up until I took it out the first time. And when you start taking pictures with your buddy's rigs and your Jeep Cherokee is bigger than your buddy's full-size Dodge body on his truck, the scale is not right. The scale of the axial uh, Jeep Cherokee bodies is almost like an eighth scale compared to tenth scale when you're parked next to your buddy's. So it just the scale was all wrong. It looked good in pictures by itself. But when you put it next to a vehicle that should be larger than it and it's larger than that vehicle i mean like a full-size dodge pickup parked next to a uh, jeep cherokee the jeep cherokee is going to be considerably smaller and in this case it was actually larger so i decided at that point that body has got to go so what i ended up getting is a uh, proline has out their proline ambush crawler body it's based off of an international scout it's a uh, very it looks very similar to the deadbolt if you haven't seen it Has the cage like much like the deadbolt and I end up going with that and uh, the body's much smaller gives you a lot better approach and departure angle and much happier with the approach and departure angle and as far as the scale when you're Out running trails and rock crawling with your buddies. It looks correct. Um, As I said, I traded the RR-10 Bomber as a roller. I took all the electronics out of it. So I put those electronics in my SCX-10 too. So uh, now I have an SCX-10 with the Castle Mamba X and the 2850 KV Slate Motor. Combo is amazing. I love that combo. And it's amazing in the SCX-10 too. I have upgraded to Speedlock wheels with uh, the Proline Super Swamper tires, the XLs, the uh, 4.75 inch tall version. Um, other than that, what have I done, uh, upgraded the servo, has the servo that was in the uh, bomber, the Savox 1231, it's a 444 ounce servo, and overall, It's a pretty capable rig. Um, I have the uh, beef patties in it front and rear from beef tubes. In the rear I just have the ones that replace your hex and I guess they're only a think one ounce a piece. In the front I have the ones that actually bolt in the beadlock wheels I'm running are uh, are, our gearhead beadlocks and these actually bolt between the hub and the wheel the ones in the front. And they come in at, I think, just over 2 ounces a piece. And then besides that, I also have the brass uh, front knuckles. And the ones that I have are from uh, STRC. And those are 140 grams. And uh, those were the heaviest ones that I found. I was looking to add the weight, so those are the ones I went with. And that comes up to, I believe it was just under 5 ounces that I added. So I added some weight to the axles. And then put the brushless system in there. And uh, overall, it's a pretty badass rig. And uh, currently, I have the SCX-10 II and I have the Arma Creighton. Those are the only two vehicles I have right now. I'm actually pretty happy with that because when I get too many vehicles... I tend to spend a lot of money trying to upgrade multiple vehicles at a time, and from the name of the podcast, No Budget RC, the reason I came up with that is I don't have the money to put into the hobby like a lot of my friends put a lot more money in the hobby than I do. When I get too many vehicles, I tend to try and keep up with them, and the hobby gets very expensive, and then uh, honestly makes life harder when you're spending too much money in your hobby and you don't have enough money for other stuff you need to do. So I'm kind of happy being down to two vehicles. Um, other than that, uh, ran the SCX-10 a few times. Um, ran it in one competition. That was when I still had the Cherokee body on it. And uh, honestly, it did pretty good in the competition part of it. But uh, if you're familiar with Sorka Rules... This was the first competition I had ever actually done. And uh, the way the rules are written, you can start off with a lot of negative points based on how many scale accessories you have on. And I didn't put a whole bunch of scale accessories on. You know, it was the stock Cherokee body and it didn't have an interior. Some of the guys are maxing out it. You know, you already had 50 points knocked off your score before you even started. I had 12 points knocked off my score before I started. So I was already starting kind of, you know, as the underdog. As far as the driving part, though, there were 17 people in the uh, class two. And uh, as far as the driving part, I finished near the top of the class. But once you added in the, you know, before even the points you got knocked off before you even started, that kind of pushed me back towards the uh, back third of the pack. So I was, I was, happy with my driving uh, not not a big fan of the whole competition with the rules as far as you know i think it should be more about your driving and less about how much crap you have bolted onto your car but that's just one man's opinion i'm sure everyone else out there has their own opinion um my understanding is there actually is another set of rules that was recently released and uh has been kind of stirring up a little uh controversy in the crawler community that my understanding is it is based more on your driving and less on how much scale crap you can bolt on your car. I kind of like that myself, but unfortunately the local group that I run with, they want to go with the Sorco rules, and uh, I almost was not able to compete because my uh, beef patties are not painted, and I guess the way the Sorco rules read is any brass parts need to be painted, so, uh, after that, I skipped out. There was actually another one here just recently, and I didn't go to it. And they have another one coming up in a week or two, and I don't plan on attending that one either. I'd rather just go out and have fun with my friends than go out and, you know, run in a competition with a set of rules that I don't really care for. Not big on uh, bolting a whole bunch of crap onto my truck. And the thing is, a lot of people were just hot gluing shit on their trucks that they pulled off as soon as the competition was over. I don't know, it's just not for me. It's just playing the game, I guess. Uh, but other than that, uh, last weekend, I took the Creighton out for the first time in a long time. I actually had uh, run it at my local track, Track and Trail Hobbies, we have a nice uh, ramp up there now. And off the ramp, I was doing backflips and jumps and whatever, and friend of mine encouraged me to go for the double backflip, and it didn't get enough rotation. Landed on the back end, knocked the wing off, and ended up bending one shock shaft and actually breaking off the other shock shaft in the rear. That ended up being a fiasco. I ordered a... I have the version 2 Creighton. The version 3 Creighton uh, comes with shocks that have a bigger shaft, that also the body of the shock is threaded lower. So you can actually tighten down your uh, collar further, and so I decided to upgrade to the version three shocks. They sent me the wrong shocks, but I did, however, end up keeping those shocks. I told them, "Don't worry about, don't worry about uh, getting me a refund. I'm not going to return them because they worked on the front. They are not front Creighton shocks, but they are some kind of Arma version three shock. But they did work on the front, and then I reordered." the rear shocks, so I now have the version 3 shocks all the way around, so I got it all up and running, Um, did a lot of maintenance that I had been uh, putting off on it, and then last weekend, took it out for the first time after doing all the maintenance and putting the version 3 shocks on, and uh, get out there, and the first thing I did was knock the wing off again, and then uh, this is actually a new bash spot that I was showed. And it's actually my new favorite spot to bash. It's uh, an amazing spot. There's a lot of small jumps that are two or three feet. Um, there's one that's like a uh, wall that they built between the road and the spot where we bash. And it's probably a good 10 or 12 feet high. That you can actually uh, There's a spot where you can run up and jump off the top of there. And then there's uh, a big jump, big ramp put out there. It's just a dirt pile that somebody put out there, but it's about eight foot high. And uh, we were just launching off of that. Went out there with a couple guys, uh, Steven and another guy, Rich. And uh, they brought multiple bashers, but you know, like I said, I'm down to one crawler, one basher. So I, all I had was the arm of Creighton out there. So I knocked the wing off first. And then uh, the front of the Creighton has pillow ball. Uh, suspension for your steering I actually pulled one of the balls on the pillow ball out of the a-arm thankfully rich also has a Creighton and he had a spare a-arm that he gave me so I threw that on there then I continued running and I went off that big eight-foot jump and uh, landed hard and actually broke one of the battery straps so after I landed and I was driving back around and hit the jump again and about it, I took a, one of the little short three-foot jumps and the battery fell out. Um, thankfully, Rich also had a extra Velcro strap and I was able to fix it again. I'm going to owe Rich pretty big next time I see him. i have to buy him lunch or something. And uh, so I was able to get that fixed and then uh, ran till the uh, till my last LiPo hit a uh, low voltage cutoff and I took it back to the truck and popped the body off and at that point discovered that the uh, rear shock tower is also bent in it. So got quite a bit of work I need to do to it. And also the uh, pinion, which I've had problems. I've actually uh, actually uh, took most of the teeth off of a pinion. And uh, what had happened is the pinion had actually worked loose and slid back so it wasn't meshing up right with the spur gear. And I noticed also when I was done bashing this time the this new pinion which is locked I did lock tight the grub screw had slid back and is not meshing right with the spur gear so I'm going to have to pull the motor off and fix that uh, pinion also. So I got quite a bit of work I need to do to the craiton to get it ready to go again. And I'm uh, excited to get going on that because I had one hell of a time out there. There's an amazing bash spot that those guys found and I'm really glad that they showed it to me. So that's pretty much what I've had going on in RC. Uh, Sorry it's been so long since the last podcast. I just, you know, was trying to, you know, I had a lot going on in RC, but, you know, as far as selling rigs and trading rigs and, but I really wasn't doing a lot of RCing. Um, Like I said, you know, I'd taken the SCX-10-2 out a couple times and took it to the one competition, but. Really haven't been doing a whole lot of RCing and now that the weather's getting better. You know, I live up here in the Pacific Northwest and I'm not a big fan of going out and running RCs if it's pouring down rain. It just you know, takes the fun level way down for me. But now the weather's getting better, I will be getting out more and I will hopefully be doing more podcasts. I'll try and get this thing on a more regular basis. You know, I'm sorry for the hiatus and uh hopefully it won't happen again. Hopefully we can be more, uh, consistent and, uh, hope you guys keep listening. Um, please, please, if you have not already, please subscribe. And if you, uh, are listening to this podcast on a podcast service that allows you to rate the podcast, will you please rate the podcast? It helps more people find it. Um, you know, there's a few RC podcasts out there, but there's not a whole lot of them. And, uh, So if you are a fan of RC and you're a fan of podcasts, you know, and you have friends that are fans of podcasts, please tell them about it. And uh, until next time, keep your lipos charged and keep on bashing.